You're listening to episode 30 of the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast, Sexy 419 with Erin Wiley. Prosper, flourish, bloom with your people, your close-knit group, your clan, straight out of area code 419 with the most cutting-edge, controversial, and enlightening information from the most knowledgeable experts in everything, mind, body, and soul. Welcome to the Thrive Tribe 419 Podcast. I'm your host, Rose Hollow. Hello, tribe. Love is in the air. Happy Valentine's Day. And I have Erin Wiley back with me. Uh, for this podcast. She's been on before and um, we really love her insight and I wanted to bring her back because she is known in our area for specializing in um, talking about relationships and sex and all kinds of sexual and gender um, topics. So I'd like to introduce her to you guys who maybe don't know who she is. Um, Erin Wiley, a licensed professional clinical counselor is a mental health therapist at the Willow Center, a private practice in Maumee, Ohio, where her focus is marriage and family therapy, adolescence, addictions, women's issues, and mood disorders. She has extensive training in marriage counseling from the Gottman Institute in Seattle, Washington. She has spoken as a therapist for many groups, including Mercy Weight Management Clinic, Toledo Mothers of Twins Club, Momentum Parenting Group, Um, She volunteered for many years as a crisis counselor with life support, a free group counseling program at Cedar Creek Church. Erin has taught undergraduate classes at both Michigan State University and Davis College. Uh, Working as a clinical counselor is Erin's second career. Previously, she was a junior high teacher and a community organizer for the host's reading program. She works part-time at Toledo Christian Schools, conducting educational and psychological testing and evaluation of K-12th through grade students. She's an on-air consultant for news stories at WTVG 13 ABC Toledo. Her articles on mental and emotional health can be read in the Toledo Free Press, the Toledo Business Review, and Sylvania Life, and Mommy Life magazines, and Newsweek. She attended Bowling Green State University, where she earned her MA in mental health counseling. Her internship was served at Devlac Hall Women's Residential Drug and Alcohol Treatment Facility, where she earned certification as a chemical residency counselor. She is a licensed clinical counselor through the Ohio Counselor, Marriage and Family Therapist, and Social Worker Board. So yeah, I think she's more than qualified to talk about this subject. She's also been married for a really long time to her husband and has some great kids and um, definitely um, knows Uh, what it's like to be married and um, be in a long-term relationship. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. But first, of course, I always have news. So I wanted to share a couple of things with you guys. First of all, I have an announcement. I have found myself an intern. I'm so crazy excited because um, Galen Spiegler is my new intern. And he has gotten so much done since he started here. Um, I think by the time this airs, he will have been um, working with our podcast for about three to four weeks. Um, 
he is funny. He's smart. He's one of the most resilient people I have ever met. You guys are all going to love him. Uh, Galen is a Dean's List graduate of Wright State University, where he received his bachelor's degree in psychology. Galen is planning to attend grad school to be a therapist or a counselor and specialize in sexual health of people with all and varying disabilities and abilities. Galen was a recent presenter at the Breaking Silences conference here in Dayton, Ohio, where he introduced the audience to the intersectionality of sexuality and disability. That means um, where sexuality and disability meet or kind of cross. He is also the accessibility facilitator for the yearly Falcon Ridge Folk Festival in Hillsdale, New York. Galen will be assisting this podcast f- this podcast's efforts in many ways, from planning discussions, co-hosting episodes, and helping make sure that our holistic health fair is disability friendly, and doing other various behind the scene behind the scenes everyday administrative, um, social media, email, all kinds of things. Now, I want to let you all know that Galen composed all the questions for this particular interview and that he lives with cerebral palsy. So he will be reading the questions in his own voice and he will be followed by his translator, who's named Ulysses, um, who will repeat what he says. Um, Just because Galen is a little bit hard for some of us, including me, to understand if you're not used to his voice. Um, So that will just make it clearer for our guest. Now, um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you all about is our wonderful Holistic Health Fair that's coming up on April 14th. So mark your calendars. We're meeting from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. And this fair will be taking place at St. John United Church of Christ on 950 Webster Street in Defiance, Ohio, and that is on the Defiance College campus. Now, starting at 1015, author Sherry Stanfa Stanley will be reading an excerpt from her book, Finding My Badass Self, and that is free for anyone to attend. All of our presentations after that on the hour will be $5 cash per person, And our fair floor is completely free for anyone to um, walk around. So come over, join us, have some coffee, have some tea, um, meet our 2020, I can't believe it, vendors that we're going to have in in our fair. And um, here are some of the presentations that are happening. Um, At 11 o'clock, we have emotional freedom techniques. At noon, cooking real food. At 1 o'clock, a non-toxic cleaner DIY. 2 o'clock, low inflammation diet and how to read labels. Um, 3 p.m., my microbes made me do it. And at 4 p.m., hypothalamus reset. So it's going to be a super jam-packed day full of crunchy goodness Anything and everything you want to know about holistic health is going to be all in one room, and it's coming together for the first time ever in Defiance, Ohio, that I am aware of, and I am so grateful and so excited to bring this to all of you, and I really hope to see all of you there. Now we can get right to our interview 
And um, remember, Galen is our interview host today, so I'm not going to be saying anything. I'm just going to sit back and relax and listen and learn right along with you guys. So take it away, Galen. Thank you, Aaron, for being with us tonight. Of course, I'm happy to be here. Thanks. How are you thriving in the 419? Yeah. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> um, yeah, how am I thriving in the 419? Well, this weekend, how I'm thriving is I am going downtown to the Valentine Theater to see um, St. Ursula's students. Um, it's an all-girls Catholic school um, performing Peter Pan because my son, who's a high school student um, here in Maumee, um, is in the production. So I am super excited to be in the 419 this weekend watching musical theater. It's like my favorite thing. Nice. Who is he? Oh, that's a great question. Um, he is playing one of the Lost Boys in Neverland. He's playing um one of the twins. If you've ever seen like the movie, they're like the goofy, scrappy little guys who wear like funny little furry ears. But he's a gymnast, so him and another guy are doing a bunch of fun gymnastic stuff. So, of course, I'm that crazy, proud mama who loves watching her kid on stage. So tonight is all about sex. Yes, that's a great topic. That's fun. <laughs> So, what is your favorite way to help people have a better sex life? Yeah, Um, well, as a therapist, I mean, my favorite thing is to get talking about it. I think so often people feel uncomfortable, embarrassed, awkward, and so they don't want to put words to the thoughts and feelings they're having because it just brings the awkwardness to light and that makes them uncomfortable. So um, I like to start with dialogue so I can kind of assess where people are at um, and really get the conversation going as far as what people want out of a relationship, what people want sexually, what are they hoping for? Um, because then we've got something to aim for as far as a good goal. He said, cool, yeah, I love getting people talking. Yeah. About sex. <laughs> it is a fun topic. And it's and it is kind of funny when you're really comfortable with it. To get other people talking who aren't. I think that can be sometimes kind of funny. Trying to get people outside of their comfort zone is fun. 
traditional viewpoint that sex is mainly for the man's pleasure? Sure. Um, I think um, naturally, um, when we look at, especially just biologically throughout all species, um, if sex is a procreative act and it's meant to make babies, then all that has to happen is the male has to ejaculate, and that is it. And so I think that... um, it being that society for, you know, ever and ever until probably quite recently has been very dominated by men. Um, and with, you know, maybe Puritan views of sex being just for procreation, then men finishing the act and gifting the woman with some semen so that she can potentially have a child seems like it's the point And that's kind of where it ends. Um, but for humans, um, it's a lot different than animals where women have a really complex nerve structure and ability to climax. Um, but unfortunately, I think because uh, sex has been so driven by men and we've not done a great job of teaching women how to enjoy their bodies, know their bodies and claim their sexual power, then women don't demand that they also are satisfied at least if we're talking specifically about having an orgasm. I have women in my office all the time talk about having um, sex with their husbands and or boyfriends where they um, consistently fake orgasms, have never had an orgasm, or have never had an orgasm with their partner. So how can men help women have better sex? Yeah. Ooh, that's a great question. Girls love that question. Um, well, I think, you know, for sure there's potentially the possibility for dialogue, um, whether it's in or outside of the bedroom. If you can talk about your sex life and say like, hey, last night was fun. Did you like that? Or what did you like about last night? Or is there something I could do? Gathering that kind of information can be helpful, I think. Um, but also just paying attention to physical signs um, and during intimate time together saying, do you like this? Do you want me to do more? Give me some direction um, and asking specifically for guidance. Um, I think that guys can help women too by saying, you know, I appreciate if you tell me what I can do. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm lost in the dark if you don't give me any clues. So even though it might feel awkward, it's great when you can give me some guidance. Yeah. Yeah. How do you define being a rebel? Is it about breaking from the values of society or is it about passionately living by your own? At Rebel Chiropractic, we believe that in a world of sick and suffering people, it is an act of rebellion to claim the health you deserve. We're the only multi-doctor practice in the Northwest Ohio region who specialize in the Gonstead method of chiropractic and in pediatric maternity and family care. So I'm talking to you, you rebel, you crunchy, anti-vaxxing, natural product-using, organic, proactive, not reactive rebel. 
Call Rebel Chiropractic at 419-878-8142 and mention Thrive Tribe 419 to set up a complimentary nerve assessment to see with your own eyes how chiropractic can help you and your family thrive. He said, yeah, I love talking to my partner. Yeah, that's great. I mean, that's a, it's a big deal. I think a lot of guys are um, nervous to do it. So if you can have that kind of dialogue, that's fantastic. So I was up in Brian. Brian. question i um my husband's from brian so i've been through there too it is pretty rural um and i do think we think of rural areas being kind of backward because they may not be as progressive um as maybe city living um i mean i think with the age of the internet like people can watch or look up anything there's not a question you can't get answered on google um or in some chat room somewhere so i think they probably have access to the information but i think more than anything it's probably just societal values and norms and if you grow up in maybe a smaller town that you might be more from a conservative area where they have um a little more um confines on the boundaries of what's considered appropriate when it comes to sex and sexual relationships so i think they probably have the information but living in a city or a in a community where people might be a little more conservative about their beliefs probably um, is um, it puts a, a, a real impression on kids and teens and young adults that grow up in that area. Hi, my name is Lynn Heitmeyer. My company is Immaculate Marriages and based in Defiance, Ohio. I am an ordained 
marriage officiant licensed by the American Marriage Ministries. Immaculate Marriages is a unique opportunity for couples of any race, gender, faith-based, or secular beliefs to unite in a beautiful, lawful ceremony. My goal is to provide a beautiful wedding ceremony designed for each couple's unique personality and desires. I will work with the couple to design the ceremony according to their needs. For the wedding ceremony of your dreams, please find me on Facebook at Immaculate Marriages or text me at 419-439-0742. Again, text me at 419-439-0742. I look forward to providing you with beautiful lifetime memories. So, how can people broaden their sexual horizon? Yeah, okay. How can people yeah. broaden their horizon? Yeah, um... I mean, you know, depending if you just mean in general that someone wants to learn more about sex or if with their partner they want to learn together in relationship. Um, I mean, for sure, the Internet is a wealth of information. Maybe not all of it accurate, but lots of it. Um, and certainly, my goodness, I mean, you can find a video of anything that you might find remotely interesting sexually mm-hmm. on the Internet. Um, yeah, yeah, we all know that, right? <laughs> um, so being able to go online and look up things that you think are interesting or that pique your curiosity or that you want to know more about, I think the internet is a great place to do that. Um, also, I'm sure there's, you know, like there's chat groups and fetish groups and um, kink pages where you can get all sorts of information. So whether it's from specialists or communities um, or just, you know, watching videos or actual sex educators, there's a lot that you can get from the Internet for sure. Hey, everyone, it's Matt. If you're like many of us, you struggle to get a good night's sleep. I have two steps to a good night's sleep right here. Step one, while you're lying down, put your right hand flat under your left armpit. Step two, place the middle three fingers of your left hand between your eyebrows. Take several slow, relaxing breaths in and out, releasing the stress of today and the fears of tomorrow. Put to bed the fears that keep you up at night. Go to www.thrivetribe419.com and click on eCourses to schedule today or tomorrow after you wake up from a great night's sleep. Small town culture affects the lives 
of its inhabitants? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sex life. Their sex oh, life. Yeah. Okay. Um, how small town culture affects the sex lives of it? Yeah. Well, I think um, you know, a lot of us get our values um, and beliefs from the people who raise us. So if you're raised in a small town and you come from a small town where your parents and their parents and everyone is from a small town and you just don't, didn't happen to land there later in life, um, then you likely have more conservative views about sex, um, probably not nearly as permissive and open as other people. Now, that's, of course, not always true. I think that's really um, more likely to be dominated by personality type. Um, there's like a five trait personality scale where one of the traits is openness and people who are open tend to be pretty open-minded. So that's when you're going to find those kids who grow up in a small town, but they're super open-minded. So a small town doesn't necessarily define your belief system. It's probably more about personality, but for sure, if you have someone with a really open personality, they're probably going to, um, feel much more free to express themselves if they're growing up in um, a more liberal or free environment or community or family than you will if you grow up in a family that has really strict moral boundaries about sexual behavior. Yeah. it's probably pretty much up to par with any other, you know, public education system. I think one of the problems um, becomes that we still are focused very much on the biology of sexual relations between people. And so we're consistently likely talking almost exclusively about heterosexual relationships, exclusively talking about um, the biology and physiology of genitals sexual relations, hormones, the sex act. Um, And I don't know that they're talking enough about relationships, being in love, um, having sex that is fun. I uh, messaged one of my son's teachers when they were in junior high and she said, we're doing the sex talk. If anyone has questions or input, let us know. And I said, I would like to know that you're teaching them that women climax and explain to them what a clitoris is and how it works. And she wrote me back and said, I'm really not permitted to do that because we have really strict standards for what we have to cover. And that's not in them. And that super ticked me off. But I understand her hands are tied. Um, She has to talk about the biology. But I thought, boy, if that's not a huge disservice to every girl and every guy in there to not really understand how their body works. Oh, 
If so, how can we fix that? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, I think probably parents like me getting involved in saying something, um, maybe talking to your school board, finding out who in your school is teaching that to kids. And, um, you know, is it a biology class? Is it a health class? Asking what the curriculum is and asking if there's room for it to be changed or improved. Um, but I think a lot of that takes place with talking with administrators and school board members. Um, but my husband um, is a school administrator and he is um, the president of our school board. And so he works professionally and then in his free time volunteers um, with school board stuff. And he has said to me before, you know, we can think that's a great idea, but if you take it to the parents and you have them vote, most parents get freaked out and scared when they're talking about sex with their kids. They're afraid to talk to their kids. And if we're going to talk to their kids, they want us to tell them as little as possible and certainly not emphasize the pleasure aspect, <laughs> which is really, really unfortunate. I think it's about all of us not being afraid to talk about sex and sexual pleasure um, so that people maybe stop being so weird about it. I am totally behind you. Yeah, yeah, we need more people to be more open and talk about that kind of stuff. I think like, it puts kids at a huge disservice to not have that kind of information. Yeah. He said, I want to take a turn and um, talk about or and get into the all right. He said, I want to take a turn and get into the really sexy stuff. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you use this? Watching pornography with your sexual partner helps or hurts sexual activity? Mm, well, that's a loaded question, Galen. <laughs> um, I would say if you're both in agreement, if someone is being coerced and um, traditionally that would be, you know, in a heterosexual relationship, you'd have a guy because guys tend to be more visual and um, maybe less... Um, I don't know, uptight or prude, um, guys are much more likely to be porn watchers. So if a guy's coercing a girl into watching it and she doesn't want to, and it makes her uncomfortable and she doesn't like how she feels and she feels gross and weird, then 
for sure it's not going to be a great idea for the two of them. Um, if a guy wants to watch porn with his girlfriend, I think saying to her, hey, do you think you could find something sexy that we could watch together? Because there's tons of porn that's now directed by and written for women um, and that they can find something that's, you know, more toward what typically we, um, t- the typical, especially um, in heterosexual relationships, woman wants, which is um, something that has more of a story that maybe has romance. It's not just some pizza dude coming in and banging the person who ordered a pizza. <laughs> um, but so- yeah, so I think I think it could be helpful, but it has to be something that both people really agree on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it can be yeah, it can be probably a turn off and not go so well. having um, trouble in their relationship due to porn usage, um, where can they go to find help or where can they go for help? Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, for sure, I think a therapist who is a couples counselor and is training in couples counseling or um, a certified sex therapist, there's actually a really great training program that's just up the road from us here in Toledo. Um, that's in Ann Arbor at the University of Michigan. So there's, and and those, and people come from, I have a girlfriend in Pennsylvania who's a therapist who came here to get the training. So there's people all over the country who are sex therapists as their specialty. Um, so if they're looking for a place to go for help, there's certainly specialized people who could help them. But just mm-hmm. my advice would be is that they find some way to curtail their usage. Um, if it's problematic, I mean, You know, it's like anything in a relationship. If one partner thinks the other one smokes too much marijuana or doesn't want them smoking it at all, or the other person thinks that, you know, their partner spends too much time with their family and not enough time with them. um, It's like anything. If a partner feels like the other one is abusing or using porn inappropriately or too often, then, you know, as part of a partnership, you have to be willing to listen to the potential critique of your partner and take it into consideration. And consider that there are habits in life like smoking pot or, I don't know, eating chocolate cake or masturbating or looking at porn that um, can be really pleasurable in the moment, but that can ultimately sometimes end up hurting relationships. Um, and so when I, whenever I have someone in my office, um, whether it's a couple or an individual, and I kind of get some sense that there's an addiction or an over-reliance on a coping skill, um, like eating or gambling or alcohol or porn, um, I kind of facetiously just say to people, um, you know, when I ask them if it's a problem, of course they deny it if they're in denial. And then I say, perfect. If it's not a problem, then let's just take six months and not do it at all. And then we'll come back and revisit that. And if they get panicky, then I really know there's a problem. (laughs) 
trick. Yeah, right? I know. You should see their faces, Galen. It's hysterical. They do not like that one bit. When people really have an addiction to something, then they start fighting for it. Like, it's not that bad. And I don't do it that much. That's a great question. Um, I would say that if you're not having great sex and you are in a partnership, that you should definitely be looking into it because there's no reason that any couple should not be having fun, sexy, enjoyable, intimate, physical time together. Um, And if something stands in the way of that, whether it be something physical, um, not even just like someone who's got physical issues, but like, um, if someone's having sexual issues like sexual dysfunction or someone has struggled because of past sexual abuse or someone has issues with body image or weight, like if there's just something that's getting in your way, or even if you just maybe can't even identify what it is, but you know that there's just something that it's just not going the way you want it to, that you should definitely reach out and get help. Um, Having a really healthy sex life and physical connection with your partner is such a huge part of deepening the emotional connection that you have um, and can really take your relationship to the next level if you are connecting well. So if you aren't, I would definitely encourage people to reach out and get help because it's all over the place. People who are trained um, and willing and able and excited to help you find satisfaction in that part of your life. Yes. Right. Well, that is all I have. Um, thank you for talking to us. Of course. <laughs> Oh, and how can people get a hold of you? Sure. Um, if somebody wants to get a hold of me, they can either go to my group practice page, which is willow-center.com. Um, the Willow Center is my practice in Maumee, Ohio. So willow-center.com, or I have my own page um, for my therapy practice myself and for the public speaking I do, and that's erinwileytherapy.com. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. Do you know someone who could benefit from the information you just heard? Share the love by sharing this episode. Want to connect online? Check out thrivetribe419.com to leave a review or check out more episodes. You can also join the conversation by searching for Thrive Tribe 419 on Facebook or Instagram. See you next time.
keep thriving.